to another episode of HB Critical, a podcast with my friends that talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I'm joined by Gabe. How are you guys doing? And Kelly. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you. Also, thank you for joining us. It's so great to have you here. Uh, and, and for anyone who's listening, if you too would like to be a Patreon member, um, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash hbcritical to sign up. And if you want to be on the podcast once you're a Patreon, just send us an email like Jonathan did not. Um, but he would have. <laughs> he would have. Um, well, like that. Man. I really would have. You would have. So if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, just, you know, do that. Also, would leave have. us lovely reviews and ratings and all that wonderful stuff, but only leave really nice stuff. Um, anyway, now that all that wonderful stuff is out of the way, <clears throat> really quickly, in 10 seconds or less, what have you guys been playing? Spring's cool. Otter Charlie. Oh I got God. a free code. Are you paying oh, you got the Otter, Otter Charlie. How is it? How yeah. Is it? It's fun. Platformer, like, really interesting came out today but i was i got to play it like two days early because of my code so uh whatever that was fun and i've also been playing black ops cold war outbreak zombies mm. amazing but yeah space Otter charlie it's a great little platformer i really like it and i got it for free so i love that oh the free call of war call of war call of call of whatever call of war <laughs> you know what it is it's yeah. been a long day you know what it is. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII, and I was emotionally assaulted today by that game. Ooh. But no spoilers, because Kelly and Gabe are still playing through. Yeah. I have you are? Anymore. All right. When you get to the part that emotionally assaults you, please let me know. According to Jarrell, that's like the entire game. It is. I cried the whole game. There's not a second that I didn't cry. It was like, hi, my name's Aerith. Oh, oh my god. Hi, my name's Jesse. Oh, I love Tifa. Oh, like, literally. Sounds about right. Oh, if it was all for PC, I would have already played through the entire thing. I just don't play my PS4 anymore. I know. That's I the only reason. Game. I know. I gotta finish it. I will. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> hey, Brandon, what have you been playing? Okay, really quick stream, Super Mario Galaxy, Fortune Street, and I had Toby on. We played Pilot Wings and Pop and Twin B. Those Toby. are cool, really cool games. Those are they're great. And as far as my own time, I've been playing Ring Fit and I've I'm way back into Fire Emblem Three Houses now. I've been playing like a lot. But yeah, that's me. Okay. I've been playing Overwatch, The Forest, Call of Duty Warzone. Shit, I had it in my head in what am I? Smash Bros and uh Dragon Quest Eleven, Elus- uh, Echoes of Elusive Age. Yeah. I've been playing. Fuck, I had it in my head too. Uh, Smash y'all need to write this stuff down. Pokemon, huh? Is it y'all need to write this stuff down? I know. I I just had it. I've been playing Smash Bros. and Pokemon, and um, I'm a winner in both of those games. Let me just say. And I've also, well, not against you because you you didn't come play with me, and the one yeah. time we were supposed to play yeah. on stream, I was I ended up being busy. Um, but you got to check out my Pyro and Mithra. Um, and I've also finally been playing more of Yakuza Like a Dragon and uh, Bravely Default 2. Bravely Default 2, both of which are really awesome games. So let's get right into the news for the week, starting with, um, over at Kotaku, there's an article titled Fortnite Team Banned from Major Tournament After Player Tells Epic Exec to Kill Himself. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think one of the best 
place that that so the message isn't funny i'm I'm sorry for laughing but i think um, one yeah, of, of the best ways to get yourself banned from a tournament is to do some stupid shit like this um yeah so obviously we know that Fortnite as a tournament usually has you know some of the biggest prize pools you know there was that kid who does anybody remember how much money he won like six million or some something it was some obscene amount of money but i don't remember the exact amount yeah, I don't remember how much he, he won either, but we do know that Fortnite is usually a huge, uh, it brings a huge uh, audience, and it usually gets mm-hmm. a lot of fucking money as prize pools. Um, I'm not actually going to go into the story too much. I just want to know, <laughs> what do you guys think should happen? Do you think it's okay that he was banned um, from the tournament after he told the, the exec to kill himself? Or um... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was an appropriate reaction. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think he should go to jail, but being banned that's a life sentence right there that's a life sentence that's you would send him to jail yeah i'll send him to jail for sure but that's not overreaching someone told me to kill myself in call of duty the other day so prison for life i gotta tell him yeah you just gotta you gotta be like yo uh there's gonna be a cop showing up over there he's a little crazy but you know he's gonna give you life sentences it is what it is yeah but yeah i think that's an appropriate response i mean yeah, just, I, I don't know what else. Said this to the exec. Yeah, so uh, he sent a tweet out on Saturday tagging the Epic chief creator of creative officer Donald Mustard, and his tweet read, "Quote: Donald Literally Mustard. fucking." Kill- <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. <laughs> Literally fucking kill yourself, but the K, the I and kill was a was a um, exclamation mark, and the S and self was a was a um, uh, a money symbol because you know we're epically poning. He he was decoding it. Um, And apparently, there was literally no reason. Like it it was for some undisclosed reason that he sent the tweet. Um, And he he you know replaced some letters with different uh, symbols, but it didn't matter. Because his, I believe the entire oh, it was a seven hundred thousand dollar prize pool that he just fucked himself over from. So this is yeah, why, good job. This is why. Um, by the way, not only him, but the team got banned, not just him. So that's the other question. Well, I about this, because, oh, the team I got banned too. Yeah, oh, they sent out. Oh, that's really for uh, this tournament because they were going to split seven hundred thousand dollars. Whole team got banned. How are we feeling about that part? I would beat my friend's ass. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't would do go it. to their fucking house. With you know, you remember that video? Back. Yeah, you know, you remember that video where those girls were fighting and the one hits the other with a shovel? That's oh what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I mean, $700,000? No, I can't remember. She goes to the girl's house. Anyways, someone gets hit with a shovel. That's what happens. Uh, yes, that <laughs> Spoiler is, alert. That's literally what happens in the video. Uh, Jonathan, were you saying something? Sorry. Well, no, I was just saying, I wonder I wonder what it is that, um, why he, he did that. $700,000? Why would he do that? That just doesn't make sense. I think, honestly, it was probably just something as simple as being upset with the game or annoyed with the game or something. And then you just go tag the, you know, chief executive being like, fuck you, kill yourself, your game sucks. And... I mean, we obviously don't know, but like, if you're playing, if you're like playing the game for profit, though, you would think that would be like on your list of things like you don't do. Like, I could see if you're just like some fucking loser who's doing that, but like, like, but you're not. You play this game competitively, and now you've tagged this person for like, what are you doing? 
and it's not even like a random person. I mean, not that that would make it better, but you did it to the exact like hello. <laughs> you think was gonna happen? But the whole team—that's a little extreme, I think. Do you? The whole team. It's not really fair for the rest of the team. They didn't do it. They didn't. I mean, unless they all right. sat there and like, "Yo, you should send this out to the exact." I, I fucking dare you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Like what I like, I mean, I, like if I was gonna give a harsh punishment like that, like I would, you know, obviously ban the guy. But then, like, if I really want to reach out to the team too, like I not not reach out. Well, like, hey, I, I guess a suspension would be fine. But like, still, like I don't know. I don't think it's fair for the rest of the team members because like they're not the a, ones that said it. If it's a team based game, though, like if it's quads right. only, then if they don't have a team member and signups are already over or something, might just be because they don't have the teammate now but yeah, i don't might, think it, it might just, that. that's fine but like but i don't think it's quads though right well, i thought it would be like solo i don't agree with that is because usually if you're going into this with the team you always have a backup um player, yeah right like yeah, yeah. So it's not like they would right. have had anyone else but i mean if somebody told me to go kill myself fuck you and your team bye Sucks. So wait. So if Gabe tells Gabe has said some pretty awful things on this podcast, <laughs> do we all We're deserve all to get banned? We all fucked because Gabe is. Uh, I'm telling you, all this, all this wait, robbery well, talk. Then, when I go down, everyone's coming down. What's gonna happen? We're all going. Oh down. my god! Like, oh my god! Every guest. So I'm sorry for whatever plans you had in the future. I'm sorry for anything you had planned in the future. We're all going down. We're all fucking going down because Gabe just hates everything. Just could not avoid punching little Timmy. <laughs> exactly. We're all going to jail. And then oh they're just going to I actually almost hit a little kid the other day. Okay, and this is when we move on. So there yeah, was... Uh, so obviously Stadia is going down the drain very quickly, if you haven't noticed. Um, it's best original game, Super Bomberman R Online, is now <laughs> officially coming to other platforms. This is interesting because, according to Imran Khan on Twitter, he said, a Stadia rep once looked me dead in the eye over a video call and said that this game is only possible on Stadia because of the way the engineering worked and it could never, ever work on a fundamental level or sorry it could never ever on a fundamental level come out elsewhere so <clears throat> the question for you guys on this one do you think that the stadia rep did this on purpose do you think this is a good idea do you think it's okay to lie about video games to try to push your system forward ethically it's totally like, not this? okay but that's totally what he did <laughs> like, <totally didn't. laughs> like 100 percent. How, how did how does this make you feel hearing that like Honestly, I'll, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. You know, obviously, you, the, your your knee jerk reaction to hearing like you know a uh, PR guy just straight up fucking lie to people. Obviously, <laughs> to your knee jerk reaction is like is to your face. You know that sucks. But I can't really be upset about that because that just means we get to have play Super Bomberman R, uh, that fully sixty four player online on other platforms. Like as someone that bought Super Bomberman R on Switch on day one because I thought I love Bomberman. Uh, and then I saw this version coming to Stadia that's like clearly so much better. I was pretty salty. I'm not going to lie because I wasn't going to do Stadia. But the fact that now this is coming to other platforms, I'm like, hell yeah. Screw you, PR <laughs> guy. I'm glad you lied. Did you ever get that day one Stadia pack? Uh, no, I did not. <clears throat> oh, I thought you did. I meant to ask you how it was. Oh, I'm so sorry. What is Stadia? <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much sums up everything i mean yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter now they're going out of business so well, uh, the short version <laughs> is that google decided to do their own um 
gaming service where you could just play through uh, without having a console. And uh, it went down the drain because it they named internet. it Stadia. Yes, Google Stadia. Yes, correct. It went down the drain. It requires internet. It didn't have any exclusives. It was no one wanted it. Nobody asked for it. It was kind of just introduced right before we were going to have next gen consoles, and it just fizzled out. But they were. This was supposed to be one of the exclusive games, and it had all this, you know, exclusive stuff that you could do within Stadia that you apparently couldn't do on other platforms. But apparently, you can, and that was a lie because Super Bomberman R is coming out for other platforms. So. Yep. Let's talk more money, since we were just talking about $700,000 that that guy money, fucked money, his money, team money. over for. Money, Activision money, Blizzard money. has let go of roughly 50 employees, largely from their esports division. Employees were given $200, $200 Battle.net gift cards as a departure gift, which is such trash. But anyway, to make this even more trash... Unrelated, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kodak is about to receive a two hundred million dollar cash payout. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Did you say unrelated? That's what this uh, uh, says. Unrelated. A two hundred million bonus to uh, one of the tops of that studio is unrelated on a bunch of layoffs on one hundred and ninety people that they couldn't pay with well, okay, two hundred so- million. This uh, someone underneath tweeted that for clarity on this, the employees were also given ninety days severance pay and a year of health care. I mean, that's better than a two hundred dollar gift card because I was really just like, "What the fuck?" Um, they yeah. gift card did not use anymore. Battle gift card. This article yeah. wondered... so. so this is another reason that you know you you properly write your articles so that you let us know that they got you know health care and a severance package, not just a fucking two hundred fifty dollar gift card because fuck that, right? Um, but Brandon, the um, that's a lot of WoW subscriptions. That is right? not even Just a saying. lot of WoW subscriptions. No, it's not. That's like, what is it? Is it still fifteen dollars a month? Yeah. yeah, that's literally that gives you thirteen months. That gives you a year and a month. A little over a year. That ain't nothing. Like that's literally nothing. You whatever. That's even <laughs> if they decide to do that. I mean, use the battlenet uh, money for that. Can you believe? Like you got fired and all you got was thirteen. Yeah, months. I just can't get over the fact that they were let go. Can't get over the fact that they were let go, and then they were like, "Here's two hundred dollars for you to spend money on us after we fired you." Facts, like put the money back into the company that just let you go because why not? Uh, but they did get their severance package, and they did get healthcare for a year, which is you know I don't have healthcare, so they're doing better than I am without a job. Um, oh, oh my god, for a year? Oh yeah, just for you know yeah that that's the that's the shit. Find another job in a year. Oh, you get a WoW subscription for a year, oh, and you Kelly. get a uh, you get health for a year. It is not that easy. <laughs> I mean, I just got a new job, so I, I know. So it's great <laughs> for you, um, Brandon. Remind yes. me, uh, Nintendo yeah. Nintendo executive mm-hmm. cut his pay Which one? or Satoru Iwata. Tell me about yes. it. Yeah, so Satoru Iwata. So when the Wii U, you know, during the years that the Wii U was out, obviously that thing wasn't selling well at all. So, you know, rather than let go of anybody because the Wii U was suffering in profits, Satoru Iwata elected to cut his own pay rather than to fire anybody during during it. And he was doing that up until the point where he sadly passed away in, I think, uh, 2016. So, like, honestly, that's anytime I hear a story about, like... um, you know, people getting laid off, especially if the if the next the next day or whatever, a few hours later, the executive is getting richer. You know, 
It's shitty. It's shit. There's no other way to describe it. That's absolutely shitty. It's one thing, like, it's like, I, I understand, like, um, if like, everyone can't get, like, a fair deal, like, not everyone can just afford to just keep all their employees, like, we're in a business every day. But, like, when you, again, when you hear the very next day that the, the CEO is getting, you know, just richer while all these people are just losing their jobs, then, you know, there could have been something done as opposed to, like, literally nothing. And honestly, the Iwata story has just, you know, for better or worse, it's just pretty much become uh, the gold standard of what it's, it's the it's what it's the standard of which I judge other companies when they're doing bad. Like what it what, what like it's easy that everyone, everyone's having a good time when you know things are on the up and up. But when things go bad, then what do you do? And then I look at that example that you know we was just doing really bad, and you know he just decided to do that. And other company, I've yet to see another company do that, and it makes me sad every time. That when there's something is suffering, they just decide to the first instinct is just to let go of people, and it sucks. You know, I I I, I think I compare them <clears throat> to that same standard. Yes, I, I, it to me is mind boggling because fucking Activision Blizzard has so much money. Like it's ridiculous. They, they have, have ridiculous so amount of money. much money. Like you've got Call of Duty, you've got World of Warcraft. Like you have these huge IPs. You have a ton of money. I understand. I guess that the esports, you know, side isn't doing so well. But and and it says unrelated because this two hundred million apparently was uh, for something completely separate of you know what happened with the firing. But if you do get that amount of money and you're a CEO who makes enough money, this is your company. You know, like is this is this the the image that you want to portray because right now it just looks really bad right like it does all, look really like, bad and what, what i what i was gonna say though is like um specifically the fact that the esports division is going down like i can see why that's the division that's like taking the hit because you know with uh covet happening literally now a full year now obviously esports aren't as um important as yeah. they were because if, if you're doing an online tournament, that's one thing. But if you're relying on those like physical tournaments, obviously those couldn't have happened. And if cuts had to be made somewhere, that's where I guess you would go. Again, it shouldn't that anybody had to lose their jobs. I will give some credit though. Again, the 200 battle net thing, that's that shitty. And that, that being like the clickbait that like, it, like again, why that being at the top that? of Like why, if you get, like, if you fired me and gave me a gift card for the place that I fucking work, I would be so mad. Like, I mean, that shit. I'm telling you, it makes no sense. That's such an insult. I mean, you just exactly. kick me when I'm down. Exactly. It is. It, it is an insult. Like, honestly, like if that, like the thesis statement of that, honestly, should have been like, you know, the year of uh, healthcare and, and the and the and the severance pay because you know that's a lot. That's not great because it's only a year, but that's still a lot more than other employees would give you. So that's that's something. I'll give some credit where credit is due. But yeah, it's, you know, the direct, what's up? I mean, but like with COVID and everything that's been going on, gaming has, has become more popular than it has before. So I just don't understand why they couldn't take those extra profits and just move these people from the, from their division. Yeah, that's, that's, that would have made a lot more sense. I think I agree. Yeah. Like, cause I'm sure like the the game development and other stuff might be like ramping up. So yeah, move, move them as opposed to make those jobs. That would have made more sense. And why you can't just move an esports person to game development. It depends on it depends on what they did. I, I I can't imagine that they could have given everyone in those departments like new jobs, obviously, because you know you have certain qualifications for certain things. But the fact that like it's like this was pretty much their entire esports division is what you're saying, right? In this report, mm, or a good amount of them, largely yeah. from their esports division, so not completely. largely from the esports division. Yeah, <clears throat> so yeah. 
I'm I'm gonna I mean I don't know I'm not I'm, I'm not a business person like I don't know if they really could if they really couldn't have transferred their skills elsewhere or if they or if it was an issue I don't know I'm just saying again yeah Iwata's business thing has spoiled me on other businesses oh yeah same same like I would rather just keep my employees Gabe you were saying something. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, this is another uh, this is another example of you know, the American top half getting wealthier while the rest of us struggle. Because yeah. Activision <laughs> is an it, it's a, it's it's an American spoilers. Okay, yeah. I already gathered that from like, the first two seconds of the okay. game. <laughs> I like, yeah, you, I mean, you, I would hope so. Yeah, you look at the game and you're like, oh, okay, it's this type of game. But um, but yeah, so I was gonna say the the you know. They should have relocated some of these people to other divisions in their team. But again, you know, esports, where would you even put some of that talent? So I, I feel know. like some I of the esports have kind of been put in their PR department. That's or... just a thought, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they all had skills that could be utilized. Um, But, you know, I guess having a year of healthcare is all fine and great. Mm. And a severance package. 3K, I believe they said. 90 90 days. Hey, that's going to do so much for us. Well, you know, just go... Them, to, my bad for them. Just go, <laughs> like, to the doctor and get all your shit done, right? <laughs> in that year. In, in that, that, in that year. year. Before yeah, you're if no I was in that position, that would, that that would, that thing would is, definitely like, be what I do. Health insurance is great, but it still costs money. Exactly. Like, you have to still pay when exactly. you go to the doctor. Exactly. You have your health insurance. You use your severance paper. Yeah, I had health insurance. Do they take Blizzard bucks? Because I got those. Oh, man. If they only. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even. Like, I will trade though. you this World of Warcraft subscription oh, for my tetanus shot. And the, and, the, and the doctor is, like, really into WoW. Just give him the picture. And you stole my arm back on for this $200 Battle Net gift card. Turn a bones, it'll be yours. I, I had health insurance for a few months, and I was like, I can't afford this shit. So I did everything at one time, and then I had to get rid of it because I couldn't afford it. And then they sent me a bill, and they were like, hey, you thought you were getting away with this? And I was like, and now they just can't find me. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about video games now. <laughs> I no longer exist. <laughs> Never mind. Well, me... now they're definitely going to find me. <laughs> now they're going to find me. Okay, so let's talk about more video games. Kelly! Yes! Game Pass! Yeah! I am, as you guys may know, I have been a proponent for Game Pass. I think it's great, and I've always said that it's just not for me, because it's usually not for me. Fuck those games. Uh, Microsoft said, Jarrell, <laughs> guess what? And I said, what, Microsoft? And they said, we Fuck have you. games just for you. No, they said, we love you, and we want you to join Game Pass. And I saw this new lineup that I'm going to tell you guys, and I said, well, sign me the fuck up. So very soon, I am going to be using one of my Xbox Game Pass months to play some <clears throat> Game Pass games. And those games include <laughs> Undertale, Yakuza 3. I can't see this. Don't buy small phones. I, do you want me to read it? I can yeah, see please. It. Yeah, oh, so going... Got, okay, go. I mean, go you can. It. You can. If you... Okay. So the games that are coming to Game Pass are Outriders, Undertale, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Wait, uh, Narita what? Boy. That is yeah, not Yakuza, Yakuza like... like a Dragon. I'm sorry, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. My okay. bad. Wait, I was Outriders? Like... 
Yes, so that's yes. what I want to talk about yeah. when he's done. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I Nerea know. Boy, Empire of Sin, Star Wars Squadrons as part of EA Play. Uh, this is a big one. We'll talk about this in a second. Octopath, Traveler, uh, Genesis Noir, Near Automata, Torchlight 3, uh, Dead Fire Ultimate Edition, and Supralands. Go so for it. Talk obviously, the two biggest announcements that are coming to Game Pass were Outriders, which is coming day one on release, and Octopath Traveler, which was originally the Nintendo Switch console exclusive, or so we fucking thought. Uh, Not sponsored by Square Enix, by the way. Another one by Square Enix. And so, first things first. Outriders was a huge surprise because if I'm not mistaken, we first saw that one on the PlayStation presentation, correct? I want to say yes. I'm pretty sure we first saw Outriders during a PlayStation presentation. And it's obviously uh, developed by Square Enix, but it's also, uh, sorry, it's published by Square Enix. The developers have also worked on, um, oh my god, Gears of War. As one yes. of their titles. And so yep, at yep. first I was point. like, this game has seemed to be a PlayStation almost exclusive with the way that it was presented. So a lot of right. people, including myself, thought it was coming directly to PlayStation. And it turns out that Xbox is getting it day one for free on Game Pass. Uh, and then, of course, not only that, but I, whatever the fucking conversations that... Uh, Game Pass and Xbox is having with Square Enix. It is literally pulling me towards them. I love yeah. Octopath Traveler. Yeah. If you have not played Octopath Traveler and you have Game Pass, play that fucking game. The characters are amazing. I can't wait to see what it looks like on you know a console that's not as shitty resolution as a Switch. Sorry, uh, but it looks it looks really good on Switch. I know I talk a lot about the sw- shitty graphics on the Switch. It looks really pretty. Uh, I cannot wait to play that game on on a, a, a big, beautiful system that has all this power. And there are a few questions I want to ask you guys. First, how you feel about knowing that a console exclusive, or what was thought to be a console exclusive, is now coming to Game Pass. What you think it means for the future of Game Pass. And actually, let's start there. So first of all, how do you guys feel about Outriders being... Oh. Yes, actually, no. I'm going to say both. So, first, how do you feel about Game Pass getting uh, exclusive games to come to them first? And then, Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, what do you think this means for the future of Game Pass? And then I have a third Uh, one, but let's do those two first. Good things, it means. I mean, honestly, I'm a huge Game Pass fan. I pay for it every month because, you know, why not? I love wasting money on games. Uh, so I saw Outriders, and I've heard, like, a ton of shit about it. There's a demo out. I downloaded it before the podcast. Um, because I saw on the Square Enix thing, I don't know if we're talking about that yet, but I saw it, and I was like, this is fucking Outriders? I had no idea. I was, like, looking at this, I'm like, that shit looks amazing. Like, I loved it. Yeah, it looks so good. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely looking into it. And I was gonna buy it. Now I'm not gonna buy it. It's not Game Pass. And April 2nd is my birthday, so I took off April 1st and 2nd, so April 1st it comes out, so I'll be playing some Outriders. Hey, we might Dude, I'm, have some yeah. Game Pass yeah. so I can play with you. Yeah, yeah, we should play. I, um, I, I wonder, because I'll play it on PC, but if it's on Game Pass, I feel like it should be. I, I can't believe that it was, like, thought to be a like, what was it? A PlayStation exclusive? Well, thought? Right. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure we first saw Outriders during the uh, PlayStation 5 reveal presentation, like, last year. Wow. I mean, that sounds right. And we had never heard anything about it from Xbox. Like, every time we saw Outriders, mm-hmm. it was only from PlayStation. 
Mm. And yeah. obviously it's because, you know, Square and PlayStation have that relationship that apparently someone yeah. at, at Microsoft has been like, no, fuck that relationship, bring all your stuff They've been here. eyeing that, like, yeah. oh, and, we're and, coming and for you. They've done a great job. Um, th- so while, while I have you, Kelly, answering the question, the next question I wanted to ask was, what do you think PlayStation can do now to try to compete with something like this? Because now they've lost out on two really big, like, Square Enix titles. Um, and I say lost out because... We don't know if Octopath Traveler, which was a Nintendo Switch console exclusive, is ever coming to PlayStation, but we know now it's coming to console and PC. Um, Uh, Well, I I, want to point out that it was technically already on PC. It's just now it's being included part of Game Pass Pass, as well. So you can, yeah. But it's always been yeah. a Nintendo Switch console exclusive. Uh, Correct. But PlayStation, Switch console exclusive, yeah. We don't know that it's coming to PlayStation. Um, what do you think mm. PlayStation can do now? Uh, because people are either going to go out and pay $70 to play Outriders on day one, or they're going to get it for $15 a month. Well, I mean, honestly, PlayStation's just going to have to have their own subscription service. Seriously. I mean, that's the only way you're going to compete because Microsoft is not going to quit. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep getting these games on Game Pass. They don't care. They probably, they could even lose money, but I just don't think they care. They just want people to be like, oh, Game Pass is amazing. We're going to do it. And then it'll actually, you know, work out for them. I don't know. I don't know in the end. I don't know what they're making on it. I don't know any of that information, so I can't really say, but I think PlayStation is going to have to do some sort of subscription service because Game Pass is offering too much. I mean, seriously, there's so many games I have from there now that I can't even (laughs) them all like and 15 dollars a month like i spend more than that on games per month on steam and they're cheap mm-hmm. like i i don't know i think playstation is gonna have to do that to compete and you know they got bethesda now they still have all their first party titles that are coming out and those are going to be exclusives are you glad you bought that ps5 game <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, I'm so glad about it because not all the games are going to be exclusives. So let's do some research first. And I'm pretty sure big games like Fallout and Elder Scrolls are not going to be exclusives because although Microsoft is struggling to reach for something right now because they fucked up their next gen, um, well, their current gen, um, releases, those games are still coming to the PS5. Secondly, there is, um, a subscription. I'm going to put air quotes on this subscription thing for PlayStation. It's the, the PS Now. But, no. uh, but it's... <laughs> I mean, again, it's not something... It needs really to be replaced, like we're retooled. I'm telling Yeah. Also, my I, other counter-argument, sorry, another counter-argument is you guys are fawning over Xbox putting, you know, Outriders on... Outrider and what's the other one? Octopath on, a, on Game Pass. Uh-huh. Well... Octopath coming on Game Pass, that's just Xbox saying, hey, look, we don't have any of our own exclusives ready yet, so we're going to bring a Nintendo one over because they suck. Secondly, Outrider coming out on Game Pass, I think this is, this is, this is, this is, this is my own speculation because we've seen Sony now, you know, put games that we originally thought we were going to have to buy first on the PS Plus, um, thing, you know, and it's usually a game. I think the last three, Last three, the last two, have been you know new releases that have come. So I hold the horses on Xbox being the only one, you know, giving players a opportunity of not paying the full seventy bucks for the game. So you think that uh, PS Plus is next month's game is going to be Outriders? It's possible. That's not impossible. I don't. Though. As far as I remember, as far as I remember, I don't think PlayStation has their own exclusive coming out next month. 
think they've ran out of early year exclusives for now. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're going to keep up the same trope of giving three games and all of a sudden Xbox comes out with Outrider, their game pass, there's a very good chance. They'll be like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? You guys are getting it for free because we don't, not for free. You guys are getting it for however much you pay for your subscription. I just think, you know, first of all, I think how much money is Microsoft willing to put out for some of the stuff on Game Pass? I because, mm-hmm. literally think they're willing to lose money. Like, like, I think they're willing to lose money, yeah, to get people into Game Pass. It's the only thing that makes sense to me because I can't, I have absolutely no idea how much money they spent to get a Nintendo console exclusive onto Game Pass. Like, that just... That part is, like, blowing my mind because Octopath got some really great reviews. It did really well as a video game. So it's like, y'all are just reaching out here, grabbing whatever you can to bring it over. They already spent millions on that, you know, ZeniMax uh, 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 partnership now with owning Bethesda games and Fallout and Skyrim and all that other stuff. Like, they're willing, literally, to put out so much money to make Game Pass something for everyone. And I think this is the first step um, with that. Uh, But... It's going to be really interesting, Outriders, because this is going to be the first time that we have a brand new release that's not exclusive, uh, that's essentially coming to both consoles. And if PlayStation doesn't offer it for free next month, this is going to be the first time that we see whether people are going to go out and pay 70 bucks for a brand new PlayStation 5 game because, you know, they're not 60, they're 70. This is this is the moment where it's going to be like, am I going to go spend 70 bucks plus tax if i have tax or if i have an xbox am i just gonna play it on that i have both right so at this point i love my playstation playstation loyalist but if you think i'm gonna go spend 75 dollars when i can get it for free you are 100 percent incorrect like there's no way i'm gonna go spend 70 bucks on a playstation title um and you know people can say console loyalty but i mean it's still the middle of a pandemic right like okay fine maybe i'll use my stimulus check to go buy it but who wants to do that like Fuck that. I can play the game for free for 15 bucks day one with my friends. Or I can hope that in April at some point, PlayStation puts it up. Or I gotta spend $70 to play it on my PS5. And I think this is... There are obviously more PS5s out in the wild than there are Xboxes, but this is really the first game that's gonna let us see which way people are gonna go with uh, the situation. So I'm I'm excited to see... Yeah, it's a big overreaction. Oh, tell me. Why? just think that you're you're putting this all on one game i'm i'm just saying it's the I, I just first think that's game inexcusable. I, what, what you're making it yeah, that's what i said i mean i just I, think it's a big overreaction i don't think i mean it's kind of sorry, like outriders ahead. is just the the thing on everyone's mind right now because it was just revealed at square enix like the whole thing but what it was everyone i, I mean anyone besides us mentioned it you well i mean i twitter yeah I've seen a lot about it. Literally, Outriders has been talking about it. A lot of the streamers, yeah, a lot of the streamers that I follow and watch, they're like Outriders partners. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been. doesn't mean it's not a thing. Yeah. um, But, like, it's been talked about. Like, it's got good buzz. So, right now, like, that's why it's kind of a big deal, you know? I I think it could be a big deal, but I think it's, again, another overreaction to be saying that this is going to, you know, determine. It's going to show console loyalty or whatever when it comes out. I don't. Well, okay. Let me rephrase what I said then, because uh, sounding like that is not my intention. Because obviously, people don't have both systems, so it literally doesn't matter. Because if you only Except have a PlayStation, <laughs> except Jarrell. If you only have Mr. a PlayStation, I'm good at pre-orders. 
I am. If you only have a PlayStation and you want to play Outriders, obviously you're going to go pay 75 bucks for it. Like, uh, like clearly, like there's, there's no way that this is going to determine anything. But if you, if you have a situation where you have people that have both and they finally have to make that decision, that can affect, you know, this might affect the way that I look at Game Pass going forward. Actually, it already has. I won't lie. It literally already has. Yeah. This is the first time that me as a person has to decide, am I going to play this on PlayStation with my PS friends or am I going to save 70 bucks and play on Xbox with Kelly and possibly have, uh, uh, you know, um, cross-platform play with PC players? Like, these are decisions that I now have to we make. Also don't... What are you well, I was going to say, we also don't know what what PlayStation has up their sleeve. I mean, it's just one game right now. So, and as, as it's been pointed out, there's more PS5s right now out on the market, or out people than there are Xboxes, if I'm correct. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, you're right, you're right. So I just don't think it's a worry for them at this point. I feel like Microsoft is just reaching to do, to see what they can do. Um, I think PlayStation right now is kind of sitting pretty, you might come up with something better. We don't know yet. Well, can I also say that you can jump in on this next-gen bandwagon for the price of a Nintendo Switch? by buying a Series S and then paying $15 to get, you know, a bunch of games. That is such a good value. Like, they're making it really, really competitive to be a part of the Xbox family. Like, no matter how you look at it. And Series S is not as difficult to get as, like, the Series X. Yeah. Yeah, No. It used to be, but now it's not. You can can literally, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a PlayStation that you can't get or if you really want to get into next gen, go buy a Series S and then spend $15 for the month. You have a plethora of Bethesda games. You've got EA Play and all their EA games. You've got Square Enix titles like Dragon Quest and and now Octopath, which used to be, you know, a console exclusive. Like, Game Pass is bringing the heat. And PlayStation doesn't necessarily have a proper answer currently. And I love PlayStation. And so to move on from this conversation, unless anybody wants to add on, to I, yeah, yeah, yes. Let me let me just say this much. So, uh, as far as like the whole Game Pass thing, most of what I was going to say has already been said, but I'll just supply this. Um, like you said, with games that were previously thought to be one hundred percent exclusive to PlayStation coming to Game Pass, it really does change the conversation away. Now, to give Gabe some credit, though. There's still a lot of games that are going to be exclusive to PlayStation. And I said this like many podcasts ago. This is still very much like, I think, if anything, the Game Pass that is getting these kind of games, these quality games, including Octopath again, which is a Switch exclusive, that is getting more variety of games. It's what I, it's what I've been expecting for this console generation. PlayStation 5 is going to continue being a strong factor in everything because of the fact that it's going to still have these exclusives, maybe not as many as before, but still some exclusives. While Xbox is going to continue continue driving up the value of Game Pass by getting more varied games on there and of of you know of good quality as well, and the fact, Jarrell, you said it yourself, the fact that you're looking at this list and this is what's really convinced you the Game Pass. You know, you've always liked Game Pass like from the start, but this is like the most excited I've seen you for like a Game Pass like game selection, and that's going to keep happening like. It got you this time. It's going to get someone else. Like, the more games that go on to this uh, pass, the more people are going to be entranced to get it. And then, you know, people are going to notice the trend, too. Because, like we just said, Series S is not difficult to get. And if you really wanted to get on Game Pass, people are going to notice trend. Like, they'll see these games, for example, and be like, wow, Xbox is actually is actually getting some good games? 
maybe I'll have the Series S on the side just in case. And then it becomes <clears throat> more people that will have both systems. And then it really will become a choice. Like Outriders, I don't think it's like, again, like, like Gabe was saying, I don't think it's going to be the big one that decides everything because there just isn't enough people that have both right now. But the more Game Pass keeps improving, the more that's going to get some people thinking about whether they should get an Xbox. And then some people will pull the trigger. And then it really will become a conversation. This may not be the game that decides it, Outriders, but I think it's like the, the first step into something big. And I think it's really going to continue this going this forward. And last thing I'll say before we can move on is Octopath Traveler. Yeah, dude, that being a Switch exclusive, the fact that it's getting on Xbox before PlayStation, that's insane. That's insane for several reasons. One, because Square Enix RPGs are always expected to, like, you know... Land on PlayStation first. Right, right. Or, or, or Switch, you know, because of that. Or Switch. Too. In this case, like, a lot of RPGs that are coming up, especially with Square Enix, are, like, Switch and PlayStation 4, because, you know, those are the two big uh, systems in, like, Japan, right? So the fact that it's coming to Xbox first, it's it's crazy because, like... Because there are no Xboxes in Japan? That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there's not a lot of Xbox, <laughs> there's not a lot of Xbox loyalty in Japan. Yeah. So Square Enix, <laughs> the big, the big, the big JRPG company in Japan is getting their, one of their, one of their great RPGs on Xbox before PlayStation. I think there's, I think there's some, some crazy times coming. I mean, I'm not saying it's never going to come to PlayStation. I'm just saying the fact that it's coming to Xbox first. That's, that's crazy. That's also, you know, they all, they have like, they rotate Final Fantasy games through Game Pass right now, right? Like sure. That's true. That's true. Those are Final Fantasy games for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to, to segue a little bit, PlayStation mm-hmm. also announced their PlayStation at Home, which is they're mm-hmm. offering 10 free games to download this spring, including PS4 Indie Gems, PSVR games, and, um, most surprisingly, actually Horizon Zero Dawn. I know that we had talked about Horizon Zero Dawn not being included in the PlayStation Plus collection, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, but you get it for right. free. So the games are Absu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, Paper Beast, um, and the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, which will be available for free download between April 19th and April 20th, it says. Yeah. So basically PlayStation was like, yeah, so here's free 10 free indie games. And a lot of them have been, you know, really great games from what I've heard, but to mesh that back into Xbox, the only problem I have with game pass is I've been waiting to, to, to use my game pass time cards for halo infinite. Cause I am waiting for the Xbox, you know, exclusives and, eventually I would have to purchase Halo Infinite, right? And I think that with Outriders, if I, if I, if it has like a staying power, eventually I'd have to purchase Outriders anyway, because with Halo Infinite, if I'm really enjoying it and I'm playing the multiplayer with my friends, when they eventually remove it from Game Pass, if I want to play again, I would have to go purchase the game, correct? So it's kind of like just renting games until they're removed. Now, I'm assuming that Xbox is going to leave their first-party titles for quite a while, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the only thing that concerns me, is if I, like, I, I really, really want to play a game, but I have a shit ton of other games to play, and this is the one that I'm playing the most, and I'm doing the multiplayer, and I'm enjoying it a lot, and then I run out of time because it, it you know, uh, cycles out. 
And then I end up going to buy it anyway. But by that point, it'll be discounted. It'll be fine. I'll go buy it on PlayStation for like 12 bucks. Or maybe I'll get it for free on PlayStation with PS Plus. Uh, so PlayStation gave us 10 free games with their Play at Home initiative. Um, they don't really compare. But how do you guys feel about getting 10 free games on PlayStation? <laughs> I ain't going to complain about that. Like right? that, like, And especially like they're, qual- they're, they're pretty quality games. Like... um. I'm not going to say I've heard of every single one of them, but the ones I have heard of, people do talk quite a bit about them, that they, you know, they hold them in high regard. So it's not like we're getting, like, you know, shovelware, because, like, if it was 10 free games, but games that, like, either within review or no one cared about, that'd be something. But these are quality games, at least for the, at least as far as I can tell. So I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, like you said, it's it's not quite as many as Game Pass, but like you also said, once you download the games, like, you keep them. They're not rented. So that's another that's another good thing about it. So I think that's pretty cool. So let me add on to this really quick. PlayStation for February gave us Destruction All Stars, Control yeah. Ultimate Edition, Concrete Genie, all like the last two, which are you know award winning titles. Um, yeah. PlayStation All Stars. Nobody was going to pay seventy five dollars for that. So getting it for free and playing with your friends was also really good. Obviously mm-hmm. for March we got uh, Farpoint Remnant Mechhead, Mac- which I've only heard really great um, things about Remnant from the Ashes, and of course the huge Final Fantasy VII remake was another free one for for um, this month. And then we still have the PlayStation Plus collection. It's also Ratchet and Clank. Oh, it's, what month was that? Now I believe. I mean, I got it well, now in March. Ratchet and Clank is uh, is part of the uh, was like the free oh, game. Oh, that's what it's I'm getting to not... right now. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. PlayStation Plus collection. Yes, so the PlayStation Plus collection also has Batman, Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Battlefields One, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, which is a really big one, uh, Mortal Kombat te- uh, X, excuse me, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Persona Five, Ratchet and Clank, Fallout Four, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Resident Evil, Uncharted Four, God of War, Second Son, uh, Infamous Second Son, and Until Dawn. So, how do you guys think that that collection and the PlayStation game so far compared to what Xbox is giving us? I want to point out real quick before I before I answer that is that Ratchet and Clank is part of the PlayStation Plus collection. But I also want to point out that even if you don't have PlayStation Plus, um, Sony recently have their as part of their stay at home initiative during COVID are also just giving you Ratchet and Clank even if you don't have PlayStation Plus. So you can go. So either way, you can you can get that game completely free. Thank you. Um. So to answer, yeah, no problem. So to answer your question about um, this is a really good like set. Like I think Sony realized going in because obviously Xbox's Game Pass has existed even before the new gen started, and they obviously sensed that it was only going to get greater as the next gen began. So I feel like Sony, you know. Clearly, if they're if they are going to do like a, a subscription service, like what Kelly was mentioning, if they're even planning on doing something like that, it was it wasn't something that was going to be ready immediately, and they needed an immediate answer because exclusives were only going to get you so far. What's up? Uh, sorry, they re- they did say, and we talked about it a while. Uh, PlayStation did say that they were looking into creating their own streaming service akin to uh, cool. Game Pass. But continue. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah, if then if it is in the cards then it's something that they're clearly like going to think hard about. Do we make it just like Game Pass? Do we make it better? Do we just do something different entirely? You know, they got to think about that kind of stuff. So until they're ready to get on themselves, they needed something to compete with Xbox. You know, uh, exclusives were only going to get them so far, especially when the PS5 just came out. It doesn't have like a huge amount of exclusives right off the gate. So they needed to entice people to get the uh, PlayStation system as opposed to the Xbox, which has the Game Pass preloaded with all these games. 
you know, not just from the uh, Xbox One, but like 360 original. So they thought, you know, maybe the best way to do this is if, you know, our PlayStation Plus, we just give you the best games across the mm-hmm. PS4's life cycle. Yeah. If you missed any of them, you could just play them all on your PS5 with our backwards compatibility. Remember we have backwards compatibility? Yeah, so you can just do all that. And then the fact that, you know, the PlayStation Plus games that are coming out now are giving games that, like, they clearly, you know, put a lot of um, work on, but they probably certainly didn't think people were going to pay full price for it. A good example was when the PS5 launched, the PS Plus game, when it was Bug Snacks, which a lot of people were going got just because on PS Plus. They weren't going to buy it, but it was on PS Plus, so like, yeah, why not? And then a lot of people ended up liking it. Mm. And then, like you said, Destruction All-Stars, another game that looked really good, but something that probably people weren't going to pay $70 for. Now you don't have to if you have PlayStation Plus. And it's great Stuff like that. Your friends for free. Exactly. Exactly. So I think until they are going to get the subscription service, I think this is a fine way to combat it. You know, the PlayStation Plus collection and continuing to put out really good PlayStation Plus games every month. Like, yeah. this was Final Fantasy VII Remake. That was nominated for Game of the Year last year. And you can just play it for free now. And it's like one before. of the best games ever made. Right. So like mm-hmm. they 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 gotta if they keep, if they can keep up this pace, then you know until their scripture service comes out, I think this is a fine this is a fine blade crossing duel we got going on here. I'm excited for both. I am. I am. Yeah. Too. Now I'm kind of mad about the PlayStation one just because Until Dawn is like pretty good. So it's I so kind of like. I love it until Dawn. Well, like, yeah, but like it's like quality. Over I don't quality. know. I mean, they have a lot of quality games that are that are on there. I mean, I I guess it's not necessarily a subscription service, but they're putting the work to get yep. people games that well, they want. It kind of is because you you got to get it with uh, PS Plus. Yeah. yeah. But on Xbox, well, I guess in ga- I pay for Game Pass, so that includes Xbox Live Gold. How much right. is it? Fifteen dollars a month. And how much is PS Plus? Haha! <laughs> Remember the time they doubled 60, it? <laughs> yeah, sixty dollars a year. And they were like, um, pay one hundred and twenty dollars for the year. Yeah. Realistically, the only thing that makes Xbox Game Pass better for me because the PlayStation lineup is pretty good is the fact that it's on PC, PC as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get yeah, both. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Is good, so yeah. I don't. I mean, you can't really deny that that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So. I think I think that I think that is a really good deal if you're like a PC if you play mainly mainly a PC like that is that is a really good value. Man, look, I've just been complaining about the graphics for the Switch for so long, and now I get to play Switch games on my like Xbox 4K FPS 120 whatever 240 whatever like whatever my TV can handle, Drill. I can throw it at my Xbox now. Drill, real, real, real talk, real talk. If you decide to play Octopath Traveler again on your Xbox, I want to hear your impressions. I can already tell it's gonna be beautiful. Oh my god! I, I, I like. I want you to get like on the on the week that on the week that you started. You want? I want. I want as take as much time as you need on this podcast. Tell us how great it looks. You know that I thought it looked really good on on Switch. Cause I, I thought so project, too. Yeah, Project Triangle, whatever, looks like trash. So, like, I thought that um, this game looks so good on Switch. I cannot wait. Like, Q- QLED, like, 4K, like, beautiful uh, Xbox gameplay. <laughs> Thank you, Xbox. Thank you so much. I can't wait. You, you're is, welcome. <laughs> it's like you know, just you know what they should do? Just fucking get Zelda next. Give me Breath of the Wild on my Xbox. Please. Okay. All right. Now, all right. now, now you're smoking crack. Now you're smoking <laughs> like, all crack. Hold on. Let's calm it down. It would look so good. What are you talking about? It'd be beautiful. 
it, it would, but let's 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 be realistic. Let's be realistic. A Off game that comes probably Nintendo saying sorry for that story of you guys trying to buy us coming out. Because remember that story about Microsoft trying to buy Nintendo, and it was yeah. like, oh, Nintendo literally laughed at their face. This is like, hey, look, we're sorry about that. Everyone knows now. So here's Octopath trailer. Let's. So, yeah, yeah. So that, that's what it is. It's a forgiveness game. Legend of Zelda on Xbox. Forgiveness game. Oh, yeah. man. You sound like a hater. That game is great. You should play. Oh, wait. You don't have an Xbox. Oh, I sound like a hater. I didn't say anything you bad. You play on Switch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot. I, in my head, it's now an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it no longer exists on Switch. No longer exists on Switch. You can only play Octopath Traveler on Xbox from now on. That's the only oh. way you can play the game. Um. Anyway, did anybody else want to weigh in on these games and how they feel? Uh, Xbox versus PlayStation? Nope, I'm good. On. I've said okay. piece. Yeah, yeah, we can go on. Uh, so uh, the PS5 revealed the... I'm sorry, PlayStation revealed the new controller for their next-gen VR for PS5. Ooh, it yes. looks really cool. Anybody, like, anybody want to comment on it? Yeah, I think it looks really... Yeah, for, for VR specifically, I think it actually has a pretty cool design to it. Like, it, um, Do you know what that? it looks like? It looks like the Oculus <laughs> one, kind of. Yeah. Like, it looks I was kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Which it's, is it's why def- I was it's, like... I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it definitely looks similar, but you know that's a good design too. And it's yeah, like uh, like I, like I just like I just saw it, and like I, every time I thought about the PSVR that was on PS4, you know the fact that you know a lot of games would like support the controller, but some of them you did have to use the move controllers for, which you know were clearly not even built for that thing. They just kind of like retrofitted it so it can work for the VR. So it wasn't a perfect experience, especially for the games that you had to use the the move controller. So the fact that they're making this for the PlayStation 5's VR specifically with like, you know, uh, the little, uh, I don't say, they almost look kind of like nunchucks that are like covered by like orbs, basically. That like, and that you can just like, you know, move the buttons still and then you can just move your hands as well. It just makes more, much more sense to me. I think like, I, I didn't get VR on PS4 for like various reasons, but it might, the PS5 might be the time, especially since I'm like early into the console's life cycle. So it might be something I look into. And you know, I'm just hoping a lot of, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. I'm done. What did you say? I was just going to say that, go you know, PlayStation is like the leading platform for VR. Because obviously, yeah. the cardboard shit you had to put together with Switch was not a thing. We just pretend like it didn't exist. And um, Xbox doesn't even have anything. So, like, PlayStation is no. really leading the charge in uh, VR. So, it's really... It's either you get a PSVR or you get an Oculus, right? Like, those are the only two yeah. things. So, um, right. It's it's a lot more affordable. As, as, an, actual, as an actual made VR machine, um, yes, it's the most affordable at the moment. Because isn't the... J- Jonathan... How much is the PSVR? Four hundred dollars and not worth it. I think I've used it three times in my entire life. I have the PSVR. I mean, I didn't get it when it first came out, but you can probably get it now for like two hundred. Okay, I think I paid yeah, two hundred. So that's what I thought. I feel like it's around two hundred something at this point. Like I saw it, I think during Christmas for like two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks. It's fun, but I got so nauseous. I got so nauseous from it. Yeah, there's just there's something about it that's just lacking. There's just something about it that's lacking, especially if you have glasses. I just can't. Oh, use that would not work. And it's all wired, so you're like, there's why there's so many yeah, wires. Yeah. I really, it was great yeah. though. It was great when you're actually playing it, and it was like legit. But I was so nauseous, like it was horrible. So I used an 
Oculus VR, and I thought yeah. it was really fun, and I always wanted a PSVR. I did not intend for you all to just talk so much shit about it after I'm like, oh, it's the leading oh. VR machine in gaming, and they're all like, oh, it's trash, it's, it's horrible. It's, no, it's leading in price. Not, not, not it's in leading <laughs> for console. It's leading because there's sure. nothing, nothing else. Nothing else, yes. Right, it's leading in console and it's leading oh, in price. I said I really liked it, you but did. like, the VR, like, it <laughs> just... It, well, VR makes people nauseous. You have to take, like, ginger and only do it for a couple minutes a day. Like, it was crazy. Quality is also not great. I tried to do the whole theater experience, and I was just lost. And it looked really bad. It was not great. I didn't I didn't do that. I did, like, VR Worlds and stuff like that. Just, like, the games. And that was fun. And, like, the one where it puts you underwater, like... That one was pretty crazy, especially with sharks and shit. Like, some of it was pretty cool, but, like, I couldn't play for any extended periods of time. All right, well, I'm going to move on, because y'all just go keep bashing this thing. <laughs> I really wanted one. <laughs> like, I still want one at, at some point. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the PS5 version, so I still well, yeah, the PS5. Yeah, it'll be well, better. Well, we don't know that it's even like all we all we've seen is that they're doing new um controllers. Like, I, I hope that they're oh. a new headset. Like, no, no, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a proof one because they specifically said you can't use your existing PS uh, VR. Well, I or really PS5. thought they said that you could use it. Like, I thought the whole thing was that going forward, you can continue to use the PSVR on the PS5. No, I don't think that was one of the ones that carried over. I think that was like one of the few that didn't. Unfortunately, I could be wrong, but I I could have sworn I heard that it, that PSVR was not going over PS5, which is why they're doing a PS5. Is what I thought. I don't know. Now that being said, I, I fully expect the PS5 via the PS5 VR to be compatible with all PS4 games. You know, continuing what they were doing with like the whole backwards compatibility thing. I mean, they better because there are some PS4 VR games that I did want to try out, but I just couldn't justify getting them because I couldn't justify getting the VR. We all you know, know that Xbox is the king of backwards compatibility, but PlayStation... That's facts. <coughs> PlayStation has now welcomed mm -hmm. Evo into the PlayStation family. Uh, Sony Interactive yeah, Entertainment wow. and New Esports Venture RTS have jointly acquired the Evolution Championship Series, which, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Evo is the really big fighting game tournament that happens once a year uh, that, you know, friend of the show, Job, actually won once... For Street Fighter Five, no, for uh, Ultimate. Marvel. Our Ultimate Marvelous Capcom Three. I think that was yeah. 2013. It was. It was in 2013. Um, so of course there had been some issues surrounding Evo. You know, I think it was like last year with the owner and some sexual harassment claims. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What happened last year was like you know Evo. They were getting ready to you know transfer that into an online format because COVID is a thing, so they couldn't do the physical tournament. Um, but right as they were making the preparations to get this whole online version of Evo going and, you know, and that they didn't even announce the games that they were going to play. Um, yeah, there was some, there was some shit going on with the guy who's like behind Evo and they just ended up like canceling the whole thing altogether because, you know, they, they needed him to like organize it, but of course they weren't going to have anything to do with him because he was an asshole. Like, I just so they don't said, understand why everybody is sexually harassing people. Keep your hands to yourselves. What the fuck? Sorry. For real. <laughs> Does so, yeah. make any sense? It's like everybody, everybody in the Smash community is a creep. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, everyone else, like, any competitive player is always, like, they're doing stupid shit. Like, sorry. Actually, continue. I'm so sorry. Just No, you're good. You're good. So, we'll like... Consent. It, <laughs> uh, what is that? Anyway. They're getting away from that. Like, so, yeah, so... 
Evil, Evil definitely needs some some new direction because uh, their main uh, founder guy, you know, obviously couldn't be involved in it anymore. But of course, you know, the community wants Evil to continue. You just can't like you can't just disappear. Um, especially like the idea to do an Evil online, I think, was a good substitute. Yeah. It's just a shame that like it's it's better than nothing no, than like the physical. Why? Uh, very simply, netcode for fighting games is not good. You cannot and, host yeah. a Smash tournament for Evo over Smash is not in there. Smash is not in there. For for that reason. For that reason you just said. Like, Smash Ultimate is not on the Evo listing. It was not on the Evo listing for last year, and it's not on the Evo listing for this year for the exact reason you said. Because Smash Online is not reliable. So the only games that are... What's up? I, so another big issue is Street Fighter Five, right? Street Fighter Five does not have rollback netcode. Oh yeah, Street Fighter Five has issues too, and yeah. uh, you can't like you know I've been I've been seeing Joe play uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three um, through Parsec on like tournaments online on weekends, and mm. it is not the same as seeing these players. You know, in like lag input is a thing. Sure. And, all no matter how good you are as a player, you literally are gonna have to adjust to like. Like, there's no getting over it. Like, you right. literally have to adjust your entire playstyle to get used to whatever lag uh, latency you're gonna have. And yeah. when you need a combo to connect properly, like, mm-hmm. and you can't do it because you lagged and you fucked up your entire set, like, you just lost out on X amount of money because you're playing online. That's yeah. I I think at this point no, I don't think online evil tournaments are okay as you know um, um, substitutes. I don't think that's okay. I feel like a I lot of I, lose. I just I, yeah yeah I disagree because like because I see what you, I definitely see what you're saying. It's not the optimal experience, but I think people would rather have that than nothing. To like have to deal with the like for it depends on the fighting game. Some of them don't encounter the severe lag that you're describing. Like a lot of people will have to like if you have like a wired connection, you can mitigate that well, you severely. Have to have and they even connection. like you literally have exactly to have a connection but exactly. It doesn't matter so so that like you have a wired connection. Like there's so many issues that can go on behind the scenes that it's like I would not have fun watching someone that I know is really really good lose because of their connection. Yeah, nor would I. It's but it's not about the, the the audience at that point. It's about the people that want to keep playing it. But it would have to be about the audience because if nobody wants to watch it, then why hold it? it? Well, I don't think as many people are gonna like drop out of it entirely as you might think. Well, no, I don't think I do. I'm sure it's gonna do successful. I'm just like I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you know. I don't. Well, think we won't. I, put money honest... behind you know big tournaments and then. <laughs> I would hate to. Lose it probably won't even. It probably won't even have a big. It probably won't even have as big a pot. If we're being completely honest, because again, if people are not paying money to go to this thing physically, then I can't imagine the payout is, is going to be that great. Honestly, this is. Well, I it's mean, an, it's not really much. PlayStation just. Bought it's not it, much so. of a. That's what I'm saying. Now they can probably afford to pay more, and hopefully, with PlayStation there, they'll figure out something that work. I don't know what they figure out, but like, but it, it was a. It, like, let's say PlayStation didn't buy them. They just try to do it on their own. It was definitely going to be a no-win for the uh, people that would co- regularly go to keep Evo to compete because uh, either they don't have a tournament at all and then they have nothing to look forward to in terms of monetary, or they go into a tournament where lack could screw them over and they don't win the, the big money. Either way, there's, there's going to be a problem. But I think they would rather have a tournament to actually play for than have absolutely nothing. That's just my opinion on it. Well, yeah, no, you're right. I'm just arguing with you for no reason. You're correct. <laughs> 
No, I do. I no, but I do see what you're saying. Like, like, I, like, as someone who has like played like online games, we we've done Smash tournaments where I couldn't and, watch an entire fucking match because the Nintendo's Wi-Fi is ass, exactly. and we get the match. And, and then I'm just sitting there during the stream, like trying to commentate. I'm like, well, I I, I guess guys, there's a match, good match going on. I'm, I fucking don't know though. Possibly has to do with lag switching, like th- like shit happens, right? Like, shit does happen. Like it no, sucks. It sucks. I don't even. Yeah, okay, let me not say anything that's going to get me in trouble. What I will say is that uh, PlayStation is still allowing every competitive game to be at Evo, so yeah. our, our Evo oh, yeah. games are going to be there. Yeah, um, we, didn't, we didn't even get to the PlayStation part of this. That's crazy that they're the ones that bought it, and a lot of people were looking at us like, uh, is other games still going to be on that? Is Smash going to be on that? I mean, when, like, obviously it wasn't going to be on this year because, again, Smash Online is terrible. They weren't even going to risk that. <laughs> but whenever it goes physical, I'm sure Smash will ultimately be back because they specifically said all the consoles will be, will be there. And, of course, people are making memes left and right about, oh, man, they're really pushing PlayStation All-Stars. <sighs> <laughs> but um so you know playstation has been a part of capcom cup playstation was a yeah. part of the mortal Kombat x you know tournament they've been putting their hands in esports fighting game tournaments so it's mm-hmm. not that surprising um i think somebody had to buy it from that creep and keep it going someone had to evo people too many people wanted evo to continue and so i'm glad i'm glad that you know someone that that, that somebody of of you know of money did so we talk too much about creeps, so I'm moving on. Leave me alone. Uh, so Square Enix had their Square Enix presents today, the first one, Let's a lovely go. digital showcase that was 40 minutes long, and it had some bangers in there. I'm super excited. Um, I'm just gonna mention yeah. everything that was there, and then you guys just tell me how you felt about it overall and what you um okay. were really looking forward to. Uh, so. We got a look at Outriders first, which is launching on April first. Mm-hmm. We got a look at the new Hawkeye DLC coming to play uh, Marvel's Avengers. Oh, excuse me. Uh, we also got a look at Balan Wonderland. Um, we got Life is Straight. I'm sorry, I'm I'm doing this in such a weird order, so I'm gonna do a better order. So first up, Outriders, the game that's coming for free <laughs> to Xbox, was shown at the Square Enix presentation, which also had a bunch of. PlayStation exclusive game, so it's really interesting to yeah. see like which game is coming where. Um, uh, yeah, so it's third person loot shooter coming on April first. It's also coming to Google Stadia, so we'll see how many people actually play on Google Stadia. <laughs> okay, cool. Also coming for PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series S. Um, gonna be on Game Pass, like we mentioned on day one. We got two trailers during the presentation. One with the story, campaign, and loot and role playing system called Outriders 101, and then a CGI trailer called Appreciate Power. Um, this is all, by the way, coming from Polygon.com because they were nice enough to. Uh, put it all together for us um next up we got balan wonderland the 3d platformer which uh brandon and i disagree on because i think it's adorable and really great um there the, we found out i think this was the first time we found out that it's a uh multiplayer right like because they hadn't shown any multiplayer off before am i wrong i don't think they did huh? so yeah that'd be that'd be new that that was some new information yeah, so we found out that Balan Wonderland is going to be co-op. I can't wait to play with the kids. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, we also got the Hawkeye DLC for Marvel's Avengers. Absolutely no idea why they chose Hawkeye. I will never know. I mean, cool, I guess. He should have been in the base game because, like, like him him being DLC is, is weird just because he's DLC. Like, they had, like, 
they were going with like the, the the Avengers team from like the first Avengers movie from like in 2012, and then Hawkeye was like the only one missing. So people were like, "Where's Hawkeye?" And now they're finally adding him. They and still it's just like Spider Man. They sure have it. He's not going to be added. He's not going to be added in the first half of 2021 either. But you, so you know, keep who waiting. Is mm-hmm. not in the first half of 2021. But you know who is going to be added? Who is real? Black Panther. Wakanda. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was actually watching this presentation with Jonathan, and I was like talking mad shit about Marvel's Avengers the whole time. <laughs> and then right at the end, they were like, "Oh, really was. I really was like the whole time." And then they showed that Black Panther trailer, and I was because he asked me, "What can like is there anything that this game can do to um you know redeem itself?" <laughs> I said no, and then they showed Black Panther, and I was like, "Do that. That's what you to <laughs> do. You put in Black Panther, and I just bought the fucking DLC." Like that is how you bring me back in. It's it's you know Marvel's Avengers. They show that tiny teaser, but anytime you throw black people in your game, I'm gonna buy it. As long as it's good, like as long as the black people are good, I will I will pay for it. You will get my black dollars, and that's exactly what Marvel's Avengers is gonna do. They're gonna get this money. Um, <laughs> sorry, but that's like I love. The, I obviously you guys know that I love representation. I obviously love Black Panther, so. When I saw that, I was like, well, psh, now I gotta go play this stupid-ass game again. <laughs> like, It was great, too. He turned he turned right to the side and said, that, that's what they can do. That's right what there. you gotta do. <laughs> that's it. Like, one of the highest-grossing <laughs> movies, right? Like, add that guy, you know? And I just, I, okay. I digress. So we also got the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy, and a cookbook, and a Netflix show, yeah. and um, uh, some free games. Um, the compilation. We also got Just Cause Mobile, which awesome. Uh, lots of mobile players out there. Space Invaders AR, also very yeah. interesting. Interesting, um, like I guess. And of course, uh, Life is Strange, the uh, premiere of the new Life is Strange game, Life is Strange True Colors, right? Uh, yes, Life is Strange mm-hmm. True Colors is what it's called. And then my favorite announcement, which was Project Athia, which now has a real name for Spoken. We finally see the protagonist. We got some more gameplay. We got a very short trailer. Uh, super duper dope. Super excited. So what did you guys like, dislike? How'd you feel about it? What's your favorite announcement? Tell me all the Square Enix Presents feels. Okay, first off, there was two announcements that, that I guess wasn't on there. One was Darius Cosmic Revelation, which is that I guess reimagining of the old original shoot 'em up Darius. But and I have to mention this one because this is was something I actually was excited for. Bubble Bobble for oh, friends. Shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I played I played Bubble Bobble the NES Bubble Bobble as part of um the season one of Ancient Criticals that hold up. And I really really enjoyed it. So the fact that they're making like this multiplayer bubble bobble that's on Switch and PS4, like, yeah, that's really fun. I'll I'll try that out for sure. Um, but as far as stuff that I like, besides those announcements that I was excited for, um, I gotta be honest, um, Outriders, I know a lot of people were talking about it, but it wasn't really in my radar. But then they did this deep dive on Square Enix Presents, and now I want it. Oh. And now I really want it. <laughs> okay. Now I really, really want it. I just, I just needed them to, to like have me sit down and watch like some gameplay of it to really get a feel of like what it was about. And after watching it, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. This is, mm-hmm. this is really cool. I like the multiple classes. I like the, I like the, the, the setting of it. Um, the way like, you can customize your characters. It Gears of War and it looks great. Yeah. Like it, 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 it looks even like, 
like Destiny, I was into like when like the original Destiny, I like I was into that that core design. But this has like that, but like like much more depth to it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can like take the story in like multiple directions, and they did something pretty bold that not a lot of games do. Near the end of the of their talk about Outriders, they were talking about like, and if you're and if you're strong enough, we got a post campaign too. And I was like, yo, games don't talk about this. <laughs> they saying this is where you you really gotta sink your teeth into. Now, there's a lot of people I know that don't care about post games or whatever. Now, if they're if your post game is good, I'm into it. So if you're telling me that that even after I finish the story and roll credits, there's some cool stuff afterwards, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this, this game again, this game immediately went from like, oh, Outriders, let's see what. So what's going on? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and now, yeah. yeah so they're, they're, like they're trying what's to up? get, um, they're trying to get Gabe and Jonathan to play because they like playing, you know, Dark Souls and shit that is really hard. So they're like, That's hey, true. post campaign, Dark come Souls play. Is amazing, honestly. And, Dark Souls is amazing. The board amazing, honestly. And Jarrell, like you were saying, Avengers. I, I gotta be honest with you. It's like as much as much shit as like the, the games we've been talking about the game lately. There was still a part of me that was like really concerning getting that PS5 version. Now that it's finally coming out, then I saw the gameplay. First off, okay, so the, so that Hawkeye um, DLC trailer, which is called Future Imperfect, where it's like Hulk, it's like an alternate future where Hulk has become the maestro and like shit's all ruined and stuff like that. I was into that. And I was like, ooh, this is really cool. Mm, I, might, I still might have to get it. And then they show Battle for Wakanda. I was like, all right, uh, it's just a matter of when I have time to. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's no longer if, it's when. Gabe, mm. did you see it? Oh. Okay, so, um, that is not what gameplay looks like on, or Okay, I'm like sorry. On Marvel. No, 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 no. no. I, Oh no no like the game they showed the gameplay of the future in perfect DLC not not the Battle for Wakanda that was that was just a CG trailer no, but I'm, I'm still interested in like in no. in game when you play through the campaign gameplay uh-huh. is not like that just enough oh I see like, what I see what you're, you're saying. going yeah. to be you're going to be very disappointed <laughs> they made okay. it look really good and I was like this is not they did. the game I played like that should not look like that at all I <laughs> like I was like what yeah. no unacceptable it was all a lie Okay. I'm sorry. I, good, I want good your team. bubble to be burst before you spend your money, so you Thank will be surprised you. I when that. you actually do. I'm, 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 I'm probably going to get it though. No, you should. You should. I think the 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 main campaign is really fun. I mean, I'm gonna okay. get the DLC because of Black Panther, so I can't talk shit at all. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. But anyway, continuing on, um, Life is Strange True Colors looks dope. Um, but I'm really happy that they're also releasing a remaster of the first game because I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna do that. And then I, I've, I have always wanted to play two, but like, you know, I didn't play one. And I know you don't need to, but I still like to do it in order anyway. So I'm glad this is going to be an option. That's going to be super cool. And, um, yeah, I think the last thing, of course, was, uh, Project Athia becoming Forspoken. That shit looks clean. I cannot wait for them to show more and more of that game because, oh man. I'm already in love with what I see, and I just can't wait to see more. I was in love even when they originally had his Project Athia, and I was and I was starting to get worried that we hadn't seen this in a long time. So the fact that it has this, you know, it's, it has a title now, Forspoken, and that we saw like you know presumably actual gameplay, that's very promising. So I think that's really cool. I'm done. That's everything. I think overall it was a pretty good square could uh, presents. Um, you know, we talked about this last podcast. They had already announced what the big announcements were, so all they could really do was surprise us. Like, you, they spent time on this game that these they said was going to be there. 
What's up? These aren't big announcements. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I'm sorry. Big announcement was the wrong word. Surprise announcements was the word, I, the word I meant to use. Like all the announcements that, like the, like the, 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 like the big ones had already been announced beforehand. So you were going in knowing that you were just getting more information on these games that you already you know, knew were going to be there. I think the only surprise was like those Taito games and oh, yeah. the, um, and the Project Athia being at the very end as, as Forspoken. Um, but otherwise, you kind of knew what you were going in. So given that your expectations were already set. That okay, this game's gonna be that we're gonna hear some more information. This game's here more information, and then one or two surprises, which we got. So I think for what the expectations were set, I think this was a perfectly good squaring percent. I was I was pleasantly surprised and happy with how everything came out. We got a lot of information. I mean, they said it, but we did get a lot of information about the third life is strange game. So that was oh cool. yeah, yeah, they gave us the whole fucking game. <laughs> I think it's. I, I, I also want to point out that I do think I do want to th- say that I do think it's cool that when the game's supposed to come out, we are getting the full game. It's not being released episodically like the last uh, two like and a half games were. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like they were always episodic games, and now they're just giving it to all. And they said, yeah, you could just binge the whole game in one shot if you want, or you can just after each episode take yourself take yourself a little break and just come back to when you're ready. And you know with the way with the. The way the with the themes those games deal with, you might need to take a break after an episode for maybe a week or something. I don't know. I don't know. Something. That it, it just it just depends on the person, I guess. But I feel like if I was gonna play a game like that, that's gonna clearly deal with some heavy topics. I might need a break. I might need a literal break unless it's a really big cliffhanger that I have to know what happens next. But you know, we'll see what happens when it comes out. That's me. Anyone else? <laughs> Uh, I was excited for Outriders. I, I, like I said, I've heard a lot about this game and I had seen the demo and stuff, but I just wasn't interested. Like, it just looked like a basic kind of shooter, whatever. And then, like, I showed that and I was like, there's fucking monsters. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. The first thing sucked me in. The first thing sucked me in. It's like a thing flying. And I'm like, whatever. Like, and then he, like, cuts it with the sword and I'm like, what fucking game is this? Like, right. I want to play it now. Oh. And I was just like, wow. And then I was, like, watching, and I was just, like, so amazed. I downloaded the demo right then. I was like, I'm getting this, you know? And I was going to buy it, but I'm glad it's on Game Pass. Yay, Game Pass. I love it. Um, What else? The Space Invaders thing, I was like... That's this, weird. This but is something. I mean, yeah, it's uh, fun. Yeah. I just was like... What is this? I don't know. But I was watching, um, I, I wasn't fully engaged with it because I was still working. Um, it was kind of on in the background for me, but Outriders was just like, um, I was totally engrossed in that. But, um, from what I saw, it looked really good. And the last game, the, uh, Forspoken, I, I'm gonna rewatch it because I feel like it was good. I only saw bits and pieces, but like, I feel like it's gonna be good. And life is strange. Honestly, Jarell, you had like a great segue in there because like we we're talking about creeps and then oh, the voice yeah. actress for the song, she like creep. sings Creep yeah. by Radiohead. And I was like, that would have been such a it. good segue. Uh, uh, but no, I'm sorry. I didn't even <laughs> honestly I didn't think about it until you were saying it. And I was like, oh, it's over. It's too late. Right. Um, but I thought honestly, like I thought. That was, like, such a good presentation from Square Enix. Like, I feel like it kind of, like, was better than, like, some that we've seen this year. You know, that we've seen, like, Completely agree. just some other companies that we've seen from this year. Nintendo! Square Enix presence was better than some of the Switch. Uh, they had... 
yeah, way less games, but like I feel like it was like quality. Mm-hmm. Like they were like new things. It wasn't just like this being released or some follow up or whatever. It was like new shit. Outriders for spoken, that's new shit, you know? No. And that's what Wait, you said did last I see- time. You, I remember you saying that you were waiting for these companies to show us new games, not remakes, not yeah. sequels. And yeah, now we got it. Yeah, but new games always flop. I hope that they don't. I mean, but new franchises. Everybody with the PlayStation. Everybody I, with an Xbox. Is yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I just I know that some new titles like don't last. Like people want the same shit. They always say they want new shit, but I'm just gonna like play Call of Duty. <laughs> like, what <laughs> I want what am I doing? Goes back to playing Call of Duty. I will. Like, I did. You know, I guess some new franchises stick around, so I hope that they do. I I really do. Overwatch, uh, Apex Legends, that was new. That was, like, that's, like, huge Fortnite, I guess, within the last few years. Mm -hmm. There's been some, but those are, like, standouts, you know? They're not, like, the the norm. But I'm very excited, and I was very impressed with the presentation, for sure. Me too. Jonathan, do you want to go? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I'm just really excited for Life is Strange for the same reasons that was already said. I mean, I haven't played any of them, and they just looked so fun. I love the I love the power that she has. Yeah, um, I like it. I love, yeah, that empathy thing, that was super cool. I love the idea of, like, trying to figure out, so I'm now I'm just, like, imagining, but I love the idea of, like, trying to figure out this mystery of being like, well, I can't. I have to be careful with how much I find out because you might infect me with your emotions and now now everything's off whack, off whack. So I'm just really excited. And I hadn't played any of them before, so I'm super excited to be able to go back to the first one with its DLC. That makes me really pumped. Because um, now I don't, have to go buy, I don't have to go and buy the first one. I can just wait for it to come out with the game and it's going to look a lot better. So that's going to be super exciting. I guess I still have to buy the second one. So I hope that they also release that. Um, at some point. And for Spoken just looked really exciting. Honestly, I saw this strong female character and a dragon, and I thought, that's it, I'm in, I'm strapped in, let's go. So excited. <laughs> so I'm just really pumped to see that. And she looked with, I mean, she was like jumping all over the place. I had no idea what was going on, but I want to know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm super excited to get this game. I have a quick question before we continue because what Jonathan was talking about Life is Strange just reminded me of something. Has anyone here played the Ace Attorney series? Okay, so I'm the only one. So the reason why the emotion system of uh, True Colors really in, uh, like I'm really excited about it is because in the later two Ace Attorney games, 5 and 6 specifically, there's a mechanic where while you're interviewing suspects, a character comes with a machine that she can actually read <clears throat> read the emotions of the character as they're talking. And just like in the pre-past games where you have to, like, contradict them, like, hey, that's a lie based on this evidence. What are you, why are you lying? You have to use your emotions to contradict. Like, she's telling, this, like, this girl in the, in the stands, like, telling this really happy story. And for most of her statements, like, the happiness meter's, like, really high. And then she's continuing her statement. She's still saying happy stuff. But then the meter's, like, reading, like, a sadness level. It's like, then you're like, oh, hold on. Why are you sad at this statement? It's like, uh, uh, uh. And then you find out that she witnessed someone die during that story. And she didn't want to tell no one. And then you get close to the case. So hearing that and then seeing the emotion system and life is strange, it's like, oh, it's like that. That's... That was like one of my favorite mechanics of Ace Attorney. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally into it. Brandon, you're so adorable. 
I know. <laughs> so Thank you. But I'll play this attorney. It's great. <laughs> Alan Wonderland, I'm actually pretty excited for too, only because I'm a big fan of anything Wonderland trope, so I'm kind of <laughs> up for that. Whew. Okay, so uh, my really quick thoughts. Um, I I completely agree with Kelly. Outriders was not on my radar. What they did show off, I was totally not interested in. I, thank God for whoever switched the marketing on the way they were advertising Outriders. Yeah. Because this they need is, a race. Like, yeah, like they saved this game, like by putting it on people. For like three people on this podcast, they saved this game. I had no interest in this game. I was like, oh, cool, Square Enix is making this sci-fi RPG, and then I saw it, and I was like, mm, pass. Then I saw this, and I was like, oh my god, I want to play this with my friends so bad. Like, this yeah. is totally something we're all gonna, you know, just hop into, uh, choose your class, and just go fucking crazy, killing monsters and doing cool shit. It like, God bless their fucking their fucking PR marketing team. Like, whoever took that shit over, you did the right thing because now this interest for for this game has grown. So that really just grabbed my attention. Definitely something I'm going to pick up for sure. Uh, um, the other big one for me was also um, Life is Strange Two Colors uh, because Grayson has been telling me to play Life is Strange for forever and I keep not doing it because I don't ever listen to his suggestions and I really should. I just don't have the time. Um, so I, I, I've always been interested in the Life is Strange series. And then I saw this character. I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. And I was like, yes, you know, fine. I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm happy that we're having this female protagonist again, because obviously the first one is a female protagonist. I also really enjoy the concept of empathy. I really want to see how that game's going to play out kind of just like what Jonathan said. So I don't want to repeat myself, but um, or repeat him, but one thing that I also notice is I don't know what ethnicity this character is, um, but I'm excited because I do believe that she is, uh, you know, some form of diverse ethnic background, uh, which I think is really cool because Life is Strange, you know, la the last characters were uh, Mexican. I think it's really cool that they continue to uh, create diverse characters. Um, I love a good murder mystery. I know one of them motherfuckers killed her brother, and I'm just going to figure out who did it. And I'm super ready, and I'm super excited to do that. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that one. Um, the, the singing is awesome. That 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 uh, singer, she sounds amazing. I really like her voice. So uh, I, I really think this game is really grounded. It kind of looks like The Sims 4. Which is not a bad thing, I guess. It's not a bad thing. Uh, it kind of looks like The Sims 4. It's really cool to see the game, you know, progressing, coming to a new system. It's going to have all the upgrades. It's going to look really nice. So definitely want to play that one um, so I can cry because I love crying during video games. So does uh, some other people on the podcast. And um, obviously my big one was Project Athia now becoming uh, Forspoken because I have wanted a... First of all, props to Square Enix because I, I, you know, I mentioned the diversity in in um, Final Fantasy VII a lot. Uh, possibly in you know, um, uh, uh, what is this game? You know, I saw diverse cast in Balan Wonderland. Um, I also saw you know diverse cast in um, Life is Strange, and then they were just like, "Hey, Drell, guess what? I know you like diversity. I know you like strong female women. I know you think there aren't enough black women in video games. So guess what we got for you? They mushed it all together, and they gave me this awesome strong black female character." with dragons and magic and running around and I can't get enough of it. I am, I, I've always been interested in Project Athia since when they first showed it, but for Square Enix to hire a woman of color to be their, their, you know, uh, protagonist for this video game from uh, Lumina Studios 
it is very impactful. Like, it's such a big deal to me specifically. And I know to a lot of other people, even um, the actress Ella Belinsky, she uh, went on to Twitter and, you know, she mentioned, like, this is for the 12-year-old me and the 24-year-old me now who has always wanted to see myself in video games. And and she she tagged Black Girl, Black Girl Gamers, which you should follow them if you don't. And it's such a pivotal moment because I just think back of, like, you know, Final Fantasy and how many Black characters are actually in Final Fantasy, specifically how many Black women are in Final Fantasy games. And there's, like, one that I can think of. Uh, literally only one. Like, they do have Black male characters, but they don't really have Black female characters. Um, well, that's not true because Final Fantasy VII has actually changed that. There are a few um, Black female NPCs in there. Thank you, Final Fantasy VII. Um, but, uh, you know, you look back at Square Enix titles like Dragon Quest and... Um, uh, any of them i'm i'm blanking you know octopath uh, project triangle like all these all these square enix games are you know not very diverse when it comes to their cast so i think it's a very special like a very special moment to put like one of the most underrepresented demographics as the lead to your video game like not a lot like i can't i'll ask you guys actually can you think of any video games that have a black woman as a protagonist? As a protagonist? Oof. That's, no. the, that's, that's, that's the kicker. It's such a, it's such a groundbreaking no. moment. Like, I, 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 I look at my, you know, list of video games, and I'm like, main protagonist? No. In the party? Like, a few. Like, three. Sometimes, yeah. Like, but it's it, not, not main, yeah. So this has just been, like, for me, it was a very special moment um, because I do have black female friends who are also gamers. So, like, just sharing this with them, having their experiences, like, as they were messaging me, like, how this makes them feel seen and represented. Like, this is an entire demographic of people who are never represented, especially in this type of game, right? Like, it's a fantasy RPG, you know, like, action-adventure fantasy RPG we don't get that. Like, we don't get the chance to be in those. Like, we don't get to kill dragons. We just get to, you know, sell dragons and do random stereotypical bullshit. So, it, it's very special. It was very special to me, you know, and I think Square Enix deserves props for their casting and mm-hmm. moving forward with, you know, we, we had issues when Ellie was on the cover of fucking Last of Us. Like, she's the fucking star. Like, people are mad because there's a female on the cover. We had issues with females on the covers of Call of Duty. Like, it, it, it's so stupid. So it's really special that when companies are going to get behind uh, a, a diverse casting, whether it be a female, whether it be a, you know... Um, uh, a person of color that is a female like it, it just I had to bring that up because it's, it was a very special and emotional moment to see Ella Belinsky be you know revealed as the protagonist to Square Enix fantasy game of dragons that doesn't happen that literally yeah. doesn't happen it has never happened this is a history groundbreaking moment and it's coming in 2022 right yeah and it's, it's much closer than I assumed. I, I forgot about it. It's been off my radar. So um, 2022 is really cool. I can't wait to play this. And it looks so good. And it's going to be so awesome to just see so many people like cosplay this character. Like so many black girls like cosplaying this character. Um, and, and not being, you know, ridicule, ridiculed for cosplaying a character that's not black. So it's going to be nice to see. Can't wait to y'all see my black cow, cloud cosplay. It's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> And also, Life is Strange coming on, what, September? September 10th? September 10th, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was also a big surprise. That's in a few months. 
Yeah, I, when I saw that trailer, I thought this is going to be one for, yeah, like at least a year from now, at least. And they were like, that's nah, coming out this year in September. Also always great. So this definitely just, you know, just Forspoken. Oh, and I cannot forget the first line that we hear in Forspoken is, is that a motherfucking dragon? And I was like, yeah. best line ever. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Because I was like, did she say that? And I went back and I was like, she said, is that a motherfucking dragon? And you know what? I would too if I was in her position. Like, is yeah. that a motherfucking dragon? Like, what the fuck is going on? Very, oh my god. Very on point black girl response. And I'm here for it. I was like, yep, I I would 100% also say, is that a motherfucking dragon? Because is that a motherfucking dragon? It is. What the fuck's happening? Uh, so yeah, just like, that game is going to exceed my expectations. It's just, I'm going to stop because I feel like I'm rambling now. Uh, any last comments on this before we wrap up? We're all good. Good conference, cool games. Yes. So let's end this because it was getting a little late. Um, once again, thank you guys for talking to me. We talked about a lot today. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Jonathan, for being our special guest today. And with that, everybody, go to hbcritical.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You can check out our uh, teespring.com slash hbcritical if you'd like some awesome merch. Make sure you check out our Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash hbcritical. If you got uh, Amazon Prime, go ahead and sign up. Help us keep the lights on over there. Uh, and thank <laughs> you. And goodbye, everybody. Bye. Be critical!